0: This episode contains content that may be disturbing to some listeners. Please check the show notes for more detailed description. Listener discretion is abides. Uh. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Rec Ramble. I'm Lily. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I'm an outreach assistant here at the Rec.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Alex here. Same boat as Lily. He, him, his, though. We have a couple guests today.
0: We do have guests today. We would like to introduce Monet and Kit. Whoever wants to do the thing first, <laughs> go ahead. Awesome.
2: Hey everyone. Uh, my name is Monet Wen, and I use the she series for my pronouns. I am here with Kit and we are part of Cruz. Cruz is a non-judgmental peer education group on campus. You might have seen us at a couple of our outreach programs and activities that we do. But today we are here to educate you all about sexual health. Um. Since we are really close to Valentine's Day,
3: and hello everyone, I'm Kit. I also use she hers pronouns. Um. And again, it's almost Valentine's Day, and y'all might want to have sex. And if you do, just be safe about it. And we want to teach you how to do that. Um. Upcoming in the spring, we do have an event. It's called GYT or Get Yourself Tested, in which we offer STD testing for a very reduced price through a partnership with the health department or with the health network. Um, so keep your eye out on that in the next couple
0: of months. Have you guys ever been tested?
3: Yes.
0: Okay, so I like did the whole, whole nine yards.
3: Like they draw the blood your
0: blood. Down. It's very scary. My wow. nurse was not nice.
3: Ooh.
0: I was like, I hate needles, ah. And she was just like, okay. Did
3: you do it here?
0: I did it at the health center. Oh,
3: see, I have a great nurse.
0: I was really going through it then. UTI too, you know. Just wasn't. We were really doing it It wasn't a good once. time for Lily. <laughs> and then they were like. It's like I'm tired all the time. And they're like, maybe you have a thyroid issue. Nothing's wrong. I'm just tired all the time. Mm. But they were like, since we're drawing blood, let's just do your whole yeah. humanly checkup. Might as well, right? Anyways, yeah, that's my story about getting tested. Nonetheless. Um, so we're gonna start <laughs> off with like a fun Valentine's Day segment. And our favorite on the podcast, this or that. This Valentine's or that. Day edition. So, would we rather receive chocolate or like fruity candy? i would definitely go with chocolate me
1: too Ooh.
0: yeah
1: so certain why is that
0: yeah um i've always been a chocolate girl really yeah for sure Interesting. i have to be in the mood like i i need a Kit Kat. Yeah. but i don't want like a whole like chocolate <laughs> bar to myself so. <laughs> yeah. wait i
3: i am a big fan of those really chalky like candy parts oh, oh really yeah, oh. I, love yeah. I know yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love those. I, I and, was like,
1: huh. And you get words of encouragement from them. Like, what more did you want from Do your you
0: On those heart ones? Yeah. Oh, I don't eat chocolate. I I eat the um. Mm-hmm. They're like chalk, like they taste oh. like. Chocolate. Like kind of oh. like sweet tarts, but not tart. Love okay, I know. Oh, oh, the. What are those called, though? S- sweethearts. Conversation hearts. Yes. Conversation
2: yes. hearts. Yes. There, there go. we go. Yeah. It's been a while since I, any of us have probably seen that.
0: I <laughs> was thinking like a dub chocolate in the heart I didn't really think that one all the way through um yeah i think i would rather have fruity candy i gotta be in the mood for chocolate you know yeah i'm gonna yeah. go with fruity as well yeah. okay yeah okay good to know flowers right. or stuffed animals
2: i'd probably go with a stuffed animal
0: i
3: a squishmallow
2: okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that is that is
1: that considered an animal though would you would you put yeah. it in the category oh yeah, yeah.
0: oh yeah they're, they're animals. animals
1: oh yeah. Okay. I take that back.
0: <laughs> I can't decide what I would rather have.
1: I would definitely do flowers, but instead of flowers, just a plant.
0: I love flowers. That. Like, oh, that's a good one. I like a nice, a, a nice house plant. I kill them so quickly. I rather have flowers because like they're supposed to die, you know. <laughs> it's like there's, <laughs> there's no pressure. Though. There's yeah, like yeah. there's no extra work. And you can let them dry, hang yeah. them upside down. Okay. Yeah. Like for my 21st birthday, my mom got me 21 roses. How sweet. Hi, mom. I love you and I miss you. She listens to the podcast all the time. Frequent, frequent listener. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, they're just still, I turned 21 like eight months ago. They're still in my living room. Still in the vase. There you go. Just dried out now. (laughs) Incredible. Okay. Going out or a night in?
2: I would go night in.
0: I'm a night in. Yeah. I like going
2: out.
3: I I just like. Yeah, y'all can't see me right now, but I am in all pink. Mm. Um, I love to dress up and, and go out. True. And mm-hmm.
1: True. True. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I'm in the going out crowd. The trying to make the most of the last few uh you know, months of college here before Definitely. going on a Thursday probably isn't socially acceptable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Tell me about it. <laughs> I'm not excited. <laughs> okay. Um rom com or horror movie?
2: I feel like for the occasion you gotta go rom com. Absolutely. I love,
0: like I'm literally a die-hard rom-com fan. Yeah. That's the only thing I ever watch. <laughs> it's, like, legit my favorite thing in the world. What's
3: your favorite
0: one? Okay, so probably I am just a sucker for any Adam Sandler movie. Mm. So I really like Fifty First First Dates. Oh, that Yeah, Just Go With It I Like, which is another Adam Sandler I like one. I that one. I like Wedding Crashers. Oh, that's a... Yeah. I like when it's, like, actually funny and not just, like... A romance. Like, I was watching this movie, Something Borrowed, on Netflix, and it. No laughs. <laughs> I hated <laughs> it. it. Um,
1: I watched Miss Congeniality over so, Break. Oh, okay. Is that a rom com?
0: Good. Um, I don't even know, but I love it. Yes. <laughs> we'll say, yeah. 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 Why Perfect. not? Love her. Oh, the proposal. Mm-hmm. Love some Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Who doesn't? Right? But yeah. Anyway, sorry. I like really taking really <laughs> over the conversation. Okay, would you rather have a poem written for you or a song? Ooh.
1: All right, can we has anyone ever had a poem or a song written for them?
0: I actually have. Ooh.
2: And if there was an either option, I would probably say neither. <laughs> like but I absolutely
0: hated
2: it. <laughs> let's go poem. Let's keep it short.
1: Yeah. Short and sweet. Um, Haiku.
0: Yeah, there you go. Mm. If like Harry Styles was writing me, you know what I mean. Yeah, like if yeah. like Taylor Swift was writing me a song, yeah, I want that. Mm. But like, I don't want a song from someone that's not good at it. <laughs> you know. What Isn't I it mean? the thought
1: that counts though? Isn't that what? Yeah, it's
0: about the words. Yeah, but then it's like kind of awkward when they yeah. like can't really sing. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
3: Or if it's like a Joe Jonas and Camp Rock. Yeah, you know, yeah. like <laughs> it's just. <laughs> eh
1: yeah i'd have to go with poem
0: poems are fun they can be funny yeah yeah or romantic whatever you need okay would you rather cook or order takeout for valentine's day i love to cook
2: so i would probably go cook yeah and then i'd probably say bake after too
0: oh yeah oh
2: yeah wow (laughs) right make it a whole like three course meal what would you bake Ooh. for valentine's day specifically yeah Probably keep it classic go like chocolate covered strawberries. Really? Oh
0: my god, that is my favorite dessert. Yeah. Wow. I, it is so good.
3: One of the worst it's good makes on the planet. So i <laughs> order and takeout. Um if you thought it wasn't possible to burn cracked mac and cheese, it is possible. <laughs> it is possible. Who did that? It is possible. So oh my, my gosh. freshman
2: year roommate did do that. Huh.
3: Really? Don't
2: forget to put the water in the cups. <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. <laughs> my roommate ruined a pot because she forgot she was boiling water for her ramen, and it just all evaporated. <laughs> mm-hmm. so Where would you
2: order takeout from? Oh, okay,
3: so if I could get it early enough, my favorite place is Lucille's. And mm-hmm. That's like a, like a mm-hmm. brunch-y it's type of so thing. It's
0: so popular.
3: I love
0: Lucille's. I've never been. Is it like definitely worth it? Because oh. it's like super hyped up, so I yeah. wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. No, it really is. Okay, cool. Because I live like, uh, I probably shouldn't say that, but I live like close to there. So I like could easily walk there. Mm -hmm. Have you guys been to Bluebird? That's where I work. Um, it is my favorite thing in the world there we go shout out bluebird no like that is like my favorite <laughs> we didn't even plan that next
1: episode will have a sponsorship thanks to bluebird sure.
0: yeah. but but I provided hypo- <laughs> to many places in fort collins on this podcast without being paid for it <laughs> <laughs> i'll let them know <laughs> <laughs> literally i would rather cook oh, we're still on that subject <laughs>
1: i don't know if i believe you
0: okay i love eating out like don't get me wrong like i eat out like three times a week and i'm poor like don't even worry about it like but cooking's fun i like cooking with my boyfriend like that's fun you know (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. okay should we get into the main segment let's get it let's do it who wants to start you guys just want to take over and and then yeah. yeah. Words are hard. Words are hard. You guys want to? OK, yeah. perfect. Yep. Yeah. Let's do it.
3: <laughs> so again, we're going to be talking about sexual health. Um, and to start off, we got to know, what is sexual health? So here at CRUISE, we like to define sexual health as the ability to embrace and enjoy sexuality and its connection to our physical, mental, and social well-being. So this is going to include a bunch of stuff, uh, perhaps respecting collective rights as sexual beings, having equal access to education and sexual health care, uh, ability to prevent and treat STIs and unintended pregnancies, and the ability to experience sexual pleasure either by yourself or with other consenting adults.
2: That was beautifully said.
0: That was really well
3: said. Thank you.
2: Yeah. So the next thing I'm kind of just going to bring up is the difference between sexual health and sexual well-being. So according to the World Health Organization, sexual health is actually a state of physical, emotional, mental and social well-being in relation to sexuality. It is not merely the absence of disease, dysfunction or infirmity. However, sexual well-being is the link between our mental health and our sexual health. So we have a little bit of a trivia going on for you all today, and we are going to get right ahead with that.
3: Yeah, so these are gonna be some of the trivia questions that we use in our sexual health programs. If you're a part of any clubs or organizations and you wanna have a sexual health program, just give us a call, we would be happy to come. So there's gonna be 15 of these questions in total, and these first five are all about sexually transmitted infections. Lily and Alex, do y'all wanna play some trivia? Absolutely. Let's do it. (laughs) So, time for question one. What is the most common way that people can tell that they have a chlamydia infection? It hurts.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I have no idea. don't know much about chlamydia.
3: So, <laughs> so the answer is actually usually there are no symptoms at all. So huh. it's super tricky.
0: Oh, so, gosh. <laughs> no. That's scary.
3: People who get chlamydia don't have any symptoms. And if they do, they're often hard to identify. Like you said, Yes. Hurts. The symptoms are going to be abnormal discharge and or discomfort while peeing or having sex. So this like, is for people of all sexes. It kind
0: of feels like a UTI.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Oh, Lord. But it's
2: different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. So okay. that's why it's important to be getting tested. Yeah. yeah. G-Y-T. Okay,
0: sure. G-Y-T. GYT. GYT. There we go.
3: <laughs> According to the CC, symptoms can start anywhere between a week after sex to a bunch of months later. And sometimes the symptoms disappear after a days and sometimes they last for
0: a really long time is chlamydia like treatable
3: yes because
0: i like herpes isn't right Mm. okay so i'm just
3: herpes is treatable not curable okay Mm. is chlamydia curable yes Yes. okay
1: Mm -hmm. oh so you're you're clean Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) clean
0: slate yeah chlamydia and gonorrhea
2: are probably the two most common gotcha Mm but they are
3: both treatable
1: Treatable and and curable and is that like data you all collect through like the testing program at CSU? Is that something you like what the highest popular percentage? I don't think CRUISE
3: itself is involved with that. It's probably sexual
2: health data throughout the nation and just kind of the yeah, in general. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's what we've gone off of, but gotcha. that is what we test for GYT. Gotcha. So since GYT is through the health network, we can't exactly test for all of the STIs infections. Okay, yeah. So we go with chlamydia and gonorrhea since they are the most common. Hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And not having symptoms. Yeah. The majority of STIs show no symptoms at all. So that is why Cruz and the Health Network and anybody that likes to talk about sexual health is gonna recommend that you get tested after every sexual partner.
0: That makes sense. Good to know. (laughs) Good
1: to know.
2: Great, are you both ready for question number two? Very ready. Awesome. So, what are two bacterial infections that can cause infertility if left untreated?
0: UTI. Um.
1: (laughs) I I have the answer right here, so I think. Oh, see, I I
0: put my notes away.
1: We'll leave this up to Lily.
0: (laughs) No, put your notes away. Put your notes away. Okay. Um. I don't even know what else happens like downstairs. What did we just talk about
2: two bacterial infections so like
1: gonorrhea and chlamydia uh, exactly. oh, oh, look at her, look at her. All All that. <laughs> yeah so
2: the answer is chlamydia and gonorrhea these two infections can cause scarring of the reproductive organs if it is left untreated wow so that's why like we just said it is very important to get tested after every sexual partner and to note if you are in a monogamous relationship we still recommend getting tested annually
0: I do do that. It's important. My mom just, taught me well to take care of myself.
3: This is
1: this is just mind blowing. I, I can honestly say I didn't know anything we've talked about so far. So
3: get ready for this next one because I've told some of my friends this and they've kind of blown their minds. That's so makes me nervous. <laughs> according to the CDC, um, what percent of sexually active people will get HPV, human papilloma virus, at some point in their life?
1: I'll say, say,
0: fifty. I'm gonna be honest. My mind immediately went to ninety-seven. That's not it. Um, I'll say
3: sixty. It's actually eighty percent. I should have guessed
0: ninety-seven.
3: Eighty <laughs> percent of sexually active people. It's so common that the C D says nearly all sexually active people get at some some sort of strain. So HPV is kind of tricky. There are over a hundred strains. Wow. Um, most of them are totally harmless and don't have symptoms and your body will just clear it on its own. Oh, okay. But a couple strains cause genital warts, which like we were talking about before, these can be treated, but they can't be cured.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: But this doesn't mean that they're always going to be present. It just means that the virus is always going to be in the body and sometimes the warts will appear and sometimes they will not. Okay. Um. Another thing is that people with penises cannot be tested for HPV, and they're just considered huh. carriers. So they won't know if they have HPV unless a partner tests positive and informs them.
0: So they can, like, still spread it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow.
3: Yep. So we well,
1: So that's encourage... why that 80% is so high. Then yes, that makes no. sense. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. Yes. Just keeps going. Yeah. I get it now. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> so we really encourage all folks to get the HPV vaccine.
1: Is that is that like a hundred percent or ninety nine percent protection from? Do do you is that? Oh, I don't know. It's a
2: very good question. Yeah. yeah.
1: I asked the hard hitting questions. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll put that in the notes. Yeah. We'll get back to you on that one. Yeah,
2: for sure. Great. So for the next one, uh, we did briefly mention this. Did you catch it? How often should you get tested for STIs? You do
1: annually. Every sexual partner.
2: After every sexual partner. partner.
0: You are both. Right. Not to be that girl, but.
2: (laughs) We're all winning here. (laughs) If you are sexually active, it is incredibly important to get tested after every partner to ensure the safety of yourself and your partners and to prevent the spread of those STIs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff.
0: Care care about others. Absolutely. And yourself. Mm I'm like losing it. Rams take care of Rams. Rams take care. Rams take tested. Yeah. Rams get tested.
3: So uh, speaking of tested, what is an alternate on <laughs> alternative STI testing agency other than that CSU health network?
0: Planned Parenthood. Yes. I got, oh. I got half of mine done there.
1: She beat me to it.
0: There's, <laughs> There's a few.
1: Places. Oh,
0: Walgreens. I don't
3: know.
2: Maybe <laughs> um, one day. <laughs>
1: I, I assume just any doctor's office?
3: Yeah, so um, there's quite a few places. Most just general doctor's offices, general practitioners or gynecologists um, or urologists, if you have a penis, um, though, those groups can usually test for STIs um we also like to point out the larimer county health department offers uh, std testing on like a sliding scale for prices. um there's also the alpha center it's right across from campus it does offer free testing but we want to warn listeners that this is a religious organization with religious motivations um so just be wary of that if you're going there and it will take two appointments to get tested and like lily said Planned Parenthood does offer testing and often at a reasonable pricing, depending on your financial situation.
0: Yeah, so I didn't have insurance when I went, and they like gave it to me for free.
3: Wow. Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: So. Is does insurance typically cover it?
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay. typically. It should. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, that's good. So there's there's numerous resources just in Collins here. Yeah,
2: absolutely. All right. So these next five questions we have are going to quiz you on your knowledge of contraceptives and barrier methods. All right. So the first one's going to be what are the three most common methods of birth control used by students specifically at CSU? Ooh. Um,
0: I'm going to go like birth control.
1: Yeah. Like is do you break out birth are you talking, different types of birth control?
0: Yeah. What are what are we talking? Different types of like just different types of birth.
2: Yep, different types of birth control. Oh. Okay. Contraceptives, just the three most common. as okay. I'm going to ab- say condoms, condoms. So, pill, condoms.
3: Um, one more. Pulling
0: out? Yes! Yes! What? Yeah, you got it! What? Exactly. Lily's killing it. I knew a How lot more know? about, like, <laughs> sexual health than I thought I did.
2: Yeah, so the answer is going to be birth control pills, condoms, and withdrawal. So, withdrawal is the third most common method of birth control used by students at CSU. However, this can be a little bit problematic because withdrawal is a very ineffective way to prevent pregnancy. First, ejaculation is hard to control. And second, pre-ejaculate can contain small amounts of sperm, which is another factor making withdrawal a less efficient method of preventing contraception.
1: Conception, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed. I, I gotta also say, I'm
0: impressed with myself.
3: Alright, let's see if get this next one. True or false. Birth okay. control pills and IUDs protect against STIs.
1: No. False.
3: Oh god, don't they do like some No, no. Okay, you're right.
0: Yeah. False.
3: False! There you go. <laughs> Alex
1: Big it. False. There <laughs> you go.
3: So yeah, birth control pills and IUDs protect only against conception, not STIs. These infections are transferred through skin-to-skin skin contact and transfer of bodily fluids. Some other methods, some <laughs> actual methods to prevent STI transmission are abstinence, which is 100% effective. There's also condoms, which are not 100% effective, but do greatly reduce the risk of STI transmission.
0: What's the like number of effectiveness? Is it like 98? It's in the...
2: For condoms specifically?
0: Yeah.
3: I think it's in the upper 90s. Yeah, right around yeah.
2: the 90s. Better exactly. than nothing for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. We
3: can put the exact number in the notes too. Cool. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: All right, question number three. How long after unprotected sex can a person take emergency contraception effectively?
1: Three days. Lily had that one on the tip of her tongue.
0: Yes, I did. Three, three days, A's
1: locking
2: in the answer? Locking in the answer all right close it's going to be five days or 120 hours okay. wow. so the little explanation for this plan b is effective for three days ella is effective for five days and Paragard is effective for five days uh, we highly encourage taking emergency contraception within three days or 72 hours mm. however some brands can still be effective within those five days or 120 hours so every hour does count so take it as soon as possible after unprotected sex.
1: So, uh, no, so where would where would where would we find these emergency contraception?
3: Some of them are available um, over the counter. Some of them are available like you just go up to the pharmacist um, and you say, "Hey, can I get this?" And some of them you do need a doctor's prescription for. Okay. Um, so if you do have like a primary provider that you have a good relationship with, usually you can just call them up and be like, "Hey."
0: Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I've only ever heard of um, Plan B. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard of the other ones.
2: Yeah, the types of them. Yeah. I think it's becoming more common for sure, and they're even starting to just throw them on the shelves. Mm-hmm. So they it's a little shelves. more rare, um, but you can definitely find that at certain grocery stores.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, they're always in the, oddly enough, like, in Walmart, they're in, like, the tampon section.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Huh. Which is, like, kind of odd. Yeah. I feel like you wouldn't need to buy those two together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah
2: more you know indeed but um yeah so to go on to that new studies are always coming out suggesting that emergency contraception is less effective for individuals who can conceive Um, so it's just always an ongoing research study and process for that
3: and so specifically plan d is not super effective for people with a bmi of 25 or higher
0: Oh, yeah, I did see that on TikTok.
3: Huh. TikTok can be helpful sometimes. Yeah.
1: Interesting. So, yeah. Uh, do we know why that's the case? I don't know. Yeah. No. Interesting. I, I, yeah, I'd be curious to find out. That's...
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so if y'all are listening and you do have a BMI of 25 or higher, um, we recommend Ella, which is a prescription emergency contraception. Like I was saying, you call up your provider and say, hey. Yeah. We'll cool. probably give more context than just that, but <laughs>
1: yeah. so, it, hey, and, um. <laughs> and they're able to do that at the health network, right?
3: They are.
0: Yes. Awesome. Yes. Oh, that's super
3: nice. Yeah. All right. So this next one: myth or fact? Condoms don't need lube, but if you want it, oil-based works just fine. True. Um.
1: No, water-based.
3: Oh man there you go. So it's, okay. that's mostly myth. Um, so if there isn't enough lubrication, whether natural or artificial, uh, the condom can tear and not to mention the discomfort for the receiver. Um, many people who take contraceptive pills or any daily medications often don't naturally produce as much lu- natural lubricant as an unmedicated person would. So um, lube will make penetrative sex for these individuals much more enjoyable. Um, In addition to if you're having anal sex, the anus does not naturally lubricate. So lube is really important in these situations Mm. as well. And then back to the oil-based, water-based, oil-based lubricants are not the way to go. The oils are actually gonna break down the latex and make the barrier much weaker. So even if you don't see it tear, like at this base level, it's much weaker. So, again, use water-based lube, and that will increase pleasure and maintain the strength of
1: the condom. Do you have any examples of what oil-based, like, because like, those are more the, the natural ones. Like, yeah. What what would those look like?
3: So, I saw, like, people using, like, vegetable oil and, like, oh. like Cisco,
2: like
1: the... Crisco? Um... Crisco. Crisco. Yeah. Crisco. Crisco. Right. yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would not
2: want um, the to crispy. Like I mean. Yeah, I've definitely seen yeah. some of those as well.
1: Wow, and so so the, uh, most of the things you'll buy from the store would be water based, or yes. all of them would. Yeah. Be? Yes. Exactly. Okay. And they're always going to have it on the label
3: if you're looking
2: at lube. Yeah, to go off of that too, at the CSU Health Network and on different uh, in different places at CSU's campus, we do provide free condoms. We do have free lube as well. Um, and those are things that if you do have an organization out there or if you're an RA, you can directly request those from us and we can get those delivered to you all.
1: That's awesome. So that's, that's a good
2: resource nice. to know.
0: That's super nice.
1: Again, no, no excuse. There's... No there excuse.
0: literally is no excuse. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm ready to learn more. <laughs> so
2: the last question for this section is going to be, when should you use a new
0: condom? Every new time you have sex.
2: Yeah, the, the answer is essentially before every new act or anal, oral, or vaginal sex. So to explain that a little bit further, when we say new act, we don't just mean after ejaculation, we mean going from the anus to the vagina or mouth to anus, for example. So using the same condom for acts in multiple ways uh, will spread bacteria. While this bacteria may be beneficial in the anus, for example, the vagina is not equipped to handle this bacteria
0: You'll get a UTI. and therefore,
2: yeah, UTIs, STIs, they can all develop there.
0: Like even if you wipe wrong, as a girl, as mm. oh, someone who yeah. has a vagina, you will get a, like if you, yeah.
3: You, you can transfer fecal matter from the anus Yeah. Um, quite easily, um, microscopic amounts, so yeah. wow. change your condoms.
0: Yeah wash your hands.
3: Wash your hands.
0: Yeah. No, that's like it, like dirt under fingernails if like that's a thing.
3: All right. So these final five questions are going to test you on some general knowledge that may be important for general sexual health. Uh so our first one, what umbrella term usually describes people who identify as a gender other than the one they were assigned at birth? I know I Do know?
1: Transgender.
3: Yes, sir. Yep, that's what we have here. So to be transgender or trans means you were assigned a gender at birth, usually based on your genitals or chromosomes, but are actually a different gender. And to be cisgender or cis means you were assigned the gender that traditionally matches your sex. So it's important to note that we don't say transgendered. Transgender is an adjective, it's not a noun, so we say transgender people. And while generally transgender is used as an all accompanying term, some folks prefer gender queer or non binary to identify as neither man nor woman or but somewhere outside of the binary. And some people find that none of these labels fit them. So when in doubt, just ask someone how they would like to be identified. I do that all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's something you know, we at the rec. Think it's relatively new at least with pronouns mm-hmm. um and our employees trying to have every everyone yeah. identified with
0: Stickers yeah. that like you can put on your name tags yeah Alex Alex. yeah, yeah. yeah. I got, a, go. got a rep
2: that's awesome hey. yeah so
0: we have like the he series she series they series and then um we have like blank ones that you can fill in mm-hmm. for what you need
1: right.
0: so everyone can and there's
1: been yeah really yeah. good engagement i'd say yeah. More, I mean, not every single person wants. But, like,
0: we've had employees, like, come in here and be like, can I get a sticker? Yeah. So it's, like, cool. nice to see that um, yeah. within the rack.
2: Keep it all inclusive. Yeah. We go.
0: I like it. Awesome.
2: So what organ has the greatest concentration of nerve endings anywhere on the body?
1: I think it's the clitoris.
0: Alex is right. Is though. that how you say it? Or do you say Clitoris. clitoris potato potato
2: probably okay. i'm just yeah. curious my yeah. friend
0: like you know how like people don't like moist my friend like flinches at the word clitoris huh yeah i paid, I paid attention
1: in uh sexual education
2: there you go do you so know uh, how many sensory nerve endings the clitoris has take a wild guess
1: do you uh, can we get a comparison like what your fingertip might have I'd be curious.
0: Like I feel like I'm gonna say a thousand, and it's gonna be like a million, <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: Well, it has a uh, at least eight thousand.
0: Oh, so holy crap! <laughs> yes.
2: So to kind of put that into perspective a little bit, the penis has about four thousand. So about half, half, half. Yeah. So that makes this tiny area the most sensitive part of a female's identifying. Uh, erogenous zone, and while the clitoris is quite small, its powerful sensations can actually spread across a f- female's whole pelvic area, which is affecting over fifteen thousand other nerve endings.
0: Oh my gosh! So so, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're, oh my we're, we're, God,
2: whole domino about effect.
1: About twenty-three thousand.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. At least,
2: yeah. yeah. Kind of crazy. Wow.
3: Especially
2: when the penis is four thousand. Yeah. Which is still a. a
3: a good amount uh, yeah, yeah
2: definitely but yeah. interesting to compare that a little that lot. is
1: yeah
0: um, <laughs>
3: outdated hygiene practice can actually increase vaginal discomfort and infection like
0: actually washing like inside yourself you're like i think supposed the term is soap up there douching.
3: yes oh is it yes but you're you're both okay. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, douching or using scented wipes or just generally cleaning inside of the vagina—it cleans itself. Exactly. It's really cool. It's actually similar to the way that the eye works. It huh. takes care of itself. So this is why people with vulvas have discharge, which is how the vagina keeps things clean and healthy. Huh. So when you wash inside with soap or way too much water, you throw off the pH balance. Um, and this can lead to yeast infections, bacterial vaginosis, and make you actually more susceptible to getting STIs. Oh. Yeah. So I didn't know that part. <laughs> see, I didn't know that yeah. until I was researching stuff oh. for this podcast. Oh my
1: gosh. Wow. So your body just doesn't have all of the the right mojo to fight off those STIs if they were to... Yeah.
3: Because because you have all this healthy bacteria and stuff. Right.
1: What's well, meant to be.
2: Yeah, what's well, meant yeah. to be
3: there. And mm-hmm. it's we would like to emphasize it's totally okay to wash the outer parts of the vulva, uh, for example, the labia, um, but please don't wash inside the vagina. It's going to cause a lot of discomfort. And issues. And issues.
0: Oh. Dang.
2: All right, moving right along. We have two questions left this one's going to be what internal organ can be stimulated for sexual pressure pleasure through penetration of the anus i
1: i know it i don't. I, I know it like my you spot. got it like the, what
0: i'm gonna say is not like the actual what's
1: it called um <laughs> prostate yes there you go, yes. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs>
2: exactly so yeah the answer is the prostate gland okay so Although the prostate gland is not inside the anus, it can be felt through the rectal walls about one to two inches inside the anus. So stimulation directly or indirectly can cause pleasurable sensations and more powerful orgasms. People of all different sexual orientations can enjoy anal play, but no matter the sexual orientation or the partners that are involved, this organ can be stimulated for sexual pleasure. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I would
3: also like to remind y'all that, um, that with the typical female um, reproductive organs, there is no prostate gland. So this is for people with typically male reproductive organs.
1: And that's why you get it when you get it. Yeah, like you get your prostate examined. Yes, yes. 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 That's yeah. I couldn't make it. Struggling of word. right now with that. No. well yeah. Okay. You
0: Got
2: the idea she, of it. I know, yeah. Yes. Being...
1: She likes to give me trouble
3: yes, i do <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is the very last question put away your cheat sheets alex
1: my eyes are closed <laughs> so,
3: true or false people who have more sex will have looser vaginas
0: false yeah i'll go i'll go with false
3: that's correct
0: yeah, yeah. lily was real confident yeah, yeah there well, you go because a lot of people are like "Ooh, she's had so much sex She. Nah, nah, nah.
3: hmm. That's like there's a big stigma yeah yeah it's
2: a big myth there
3: so the vagina as we were talking about before it's super cool it's it's a musculomembranous tube so basically big muscle with a cool membrane um and it connects the uterus to the outside world and it is very elastic so the looseness and i'm putting that in quotation marks of a vagina or what gynecologists refer to as sexual laxity is not caused by how much penetrated sex a person has. Rather, the strength of the muscles and tissues are determined by the hormone estrogen, which can be be affected by a bunch of stuff, menopause, genetics, other health issues. Over time, all of the body's muscles and connective tissues weaken, and the vagina is not immune to aging. So vaginal delivery during childbirth does stretch all of the muscles of the pelvic floor but the body has amazing ways of healing the muscles with or without exercise. So needless wow. to say, the amount of penetrative sex a person has has no effect on the strength of their vaginal muscles. Boom. Ooh.
0: Mic drop. Mic, mic drop. There you Literally, go. Literally. Th-
1: this is just so. That was like
0: a good way to end the podcast, you now. Like that yeah. was a good last like boom, yeah. you know? I, I, I
1: think you, you put it perfectly. The mic drop. Yeah.
0: Mic yeah. drop. <laughs>
1: Right. Well, yeah. we really appreciate both of you.
0: Yeah, that was fun. The I, show. Hope, yeah. I hope you guys had fun too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you for having us.
1: Um, so, could you just tell us a bit more about what resource or resources are available to CSU students?
2: Absolutely. So, there are plenty, um, but I'll name a few and I'm sure Kit might have a couple to add. But, like we said a little bit earlier, GYT get yourself tested, that is going to be Um, our little program we put on right around spring break, all hosted by the CSU health network. It's going to be reduced STI testing. So come on in and get your tests because there's no excuse for that. It's also a great thing about it is it is confidential. So it's not going to show up on your billing of exactly what you got done at the health network. It's just going to show up as a, a basic billing. Wow. Yeah. So nobody really needs to know about it.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I did not know that was the case. But. Yeah. It
3: was really nice. Yeah. Because I know, Lily, you said that you've gotten tested yeah. at the health doctor before, and I have as well. And yeah. It doesn't, it just shows up as you went to the doctor.
0: Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. A typical checkup kind of thing.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, we've got to take advantage of the discounted rate, too. I mean, yeah. absolutely.
0: Because they cool. they can be expensive.
2: Yeah. And I've seen them upwards towards like up to $200 yeah, or so. Yeah.
3: Like they can be For just
2: that real basic crazy. testing. Wow. Yeah.
3: Um, but, again, you can get tested all year round at the Health Network, Planned Parenthood, the Larimer County Health Department, a bunch of places. And before you do get tested, we also have condoms. Um, they're all over the place. They're all at the over. Network, yeah. at the residence halls, outside the offices for diversity and inclusion. Everywhere you can look, we've got condoms.
2: Yep. Yeah. And if you don't see them, feel free to check out our website, check out our Instagram we can get those to anybody on campus.
3: That's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. Monet, what is our Instagram?
2: Our Instagram is going to be... da da <laughs> CSU Cruise. <laughs> so just CSU, C-S-U-
0: oh. Beauty. I was going to spell that out too. We're like right on the same wavelength. There we go. Wavelength.
1: And that was... Uh, it's fine. Six, you don't success. have to. <laughs> We appreciate you both coming. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. It was, it was, it was fun. Yeah, that, I learned a lot. I, yeah, I can I honestly say I'm walking out a smarter <laughs> man than I yes, than yeah. I was coming in today. And I hope everyone listening. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And if listen. you
2: do want to learn more, we do put on programs for specific organizations, groups, fraternities, sororities, residents, um, anything like that on campus. So just check us out. Request those. In addition to sexual health, we also do alcohol programs and tobacco um so feel free to ask us anything you might want to know about any of those surrounding topics Mm
3: -hmm. yeah don't know like y'all were asking some great questions today we're gonna go to some trusted sources the cdc world health organization we have a bunch of really great resources um, that we trust to get this information from so we can always send you over to one of those spots all right yeah awesome thank
0: you
1: and maybe yeah maybe we'll have a Part two on alcohol or tobacco. Yeah,
0: we kind of want to do that. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, let's do it. We All right. can Sounds talk great. about it more later. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Rams, um, we are wrapping up. Um, Say goodbye to our guests. Bye. Bye, Rams. Bye, Rams. Um, yeah. Bye, Mom. Love you.
1: And
0: boom.